Hello and welcome to the Discover Money Podcast. My name is Will and with me is Ben and we are two average people who have no formal financial training but have a huge passion for learning all things money. Each week we'll explore a new financial topic in hopes of better educating ourselves and hopefully you on how to stretch your dollar and set yourself up for a brighter future. Now let's get this started. Well, Ben, here we are recording our very first podcast. Pretty exciting. I would say probably a good place to start is just to introduce yourself to our viewers or audience, I guess you call it in the podcast land. Um, so I'll kick it over to you and let you introduce yourself first. Thanks, Will. Uh, yeah, my name is Ben. Um, super excited to be here. I know um, you and I have had lots of conversations about money in the past, and I'm super excited to have this podcast opportunity to bring those discussions to, to the public and, and to learn a lot more about finances. Um, so again, my name is Ben. Uh, I'm 32 years old, originally from Ohio, currently living down in North Carolina. And for the last um, seven years, I've worked at a university in campus recreation, um, but have increasingly gotten more interested into, into finances and money, and that's that's where we are uh, here today. So, Will, why don't you uh, introduce yourself as well? Yeah. So, just a little background on myself and kind of how Ben and I got to know each other. So, we started working together back in 2014. Um, as Ben said, we worked in higher higher education, um, and I think both of us just kind of were drawn to each other. We both had a huge passion around personal finance. Uh, and while we loved our jobs, we just found ourselves just always talking about finance and the different things that both of us do. Um, as you know, Ben, and our audience will know eventually, like we have very different philosophies on what we do in our personal finance world. Um, and the more we got talking, the more we just said, you know what, I think that we would love to find an opportunity to just kind of continue these conversations in a different capacity. And you brought the idea of a podcast up, which I thought was brilliant, uh, just give an opportunity that all these conversations you and I are having as we text each other daily about different trades that you're doing or different investing that I'm doing. We're at breweries having conversations around money. We're like, hey, why don't we do a podcast and just have these conversations and give an opportunity for us to explore different things that we're probably not doing on our own, um, educate ourselves and maybe educate others along the route. Really, this is just a fun passion project of ours and we'll just see where it goes. Um, does that basically sum it up? Well, it's going to go great if you continue to call me brilliant the whole time. So uh, I'm already <laughs> on board. Uh, Fair enough. I think, you know, I think I, I think you summed it up well, and I think too, it's important that you know the audience knows that you know we have no financial um, you know education background, right? Like we didn't go to school no. to learn you know to do anything about math or money. Um, I was a sports management major. Um, so, you know, really, we, we kind of are the, really the average person trying to learn about money. And, you know, I'm hoping that that's going to resonate with some people out there. Because uh, there's, you know, I think when you listen to a lot of financial, um, you know, TV shows or podcasts or so forth, um, there's a lot of terms that are just kind of above, you know, definitely my knowledge base and can be a little bit of, an, you know, intimidating to somebody who doesn't, you know, it's totally new to the financial space. Uh, so I'm hoping that we're 100%. able to kind of provide that, you know, 101 version. Yeah. I mean, really, I think that you nailed the head, the 
hit the nail on the head. Is that the word? Uh, I think that's the right term. Yeah, like we are not professionals in any capacity. Uh, we're pretty much self-taught um, and just trying to figure it out. And I think that for so many people, as you said, it's just so intimidating um, around personal finance. And so many people are just like, hey, I just don't do it because I don't know what to do. Um, so hopefully we can kind of provide some knowledge to the lay person, I think would be um, really cool. But I think that a good place to start and something that I'm always interested in is just talking to my friends around like, what was their history of money? Because I think so often that makes who they are, whether they invest, whether they don't invest, whether they're scared of the stock market, scared of um, retirement accounts. So what was your history of money? Did it start kind of with your family or is it something you kind of got introduced to later in life? Yeah, so I have been a hustler since I was a, a little kid. Um, I grew up collecting baseball cards, selling baseball cards. Um, I was a very early adopter of eBay. Um, I was on eBay in 2002 selling baseball cards. Um, so you know, from an early age, I was doing lawns. I was working for my dad. Um, I was finding ways to, to make, make money. And I, I do think that came from my parents. Um, both of my parents have had an entrepreneurial background in their careers. Um, and, you know, we, middle class family, um, didn't have a lot of extra money lying around. Um, but I really, you know, growing up saw that the work ethic of, you know, my dad working lots of hours, both in his nine to five job and then also on the side as an auto mechanic um, and, and an IT professional. And then my mom um, starting her own counseling practice and, and really kind of getting that off the ground and, and turning that into uh, her career. So, you know, I think for me, I, you know, we talk about different philosophies. I'm definitely on the find ways to make money side. Um, and that, that's kind of where I've, you know, where I come from. And I know, Will, you know, for you, it's a little bit different. Uh, again, we have two very different philosophies. So, so tell us a little bit about how, how yours kind of evolved. Yeah, I mean, I'll say growing up, as you know, Ben, I, I grew up in a very quintessential kind of middle class family where I never went to bed hungry. There's nothing that I needed that I didn't have. Um, but I mean, there was really not a lot of excess out there. Um, I had three siblings, um, both working parents. My dad owned multiple businesses growing up. Um, he was kind of that hustler mindset, kind of like you, Ben. Um, but he was just, he was never really able to find that one thing that was going to make him a huge success. Um, he always had what we needed, um, but it was always a struggle um, and always a worry for him, I know. Um, and then my dad ended up passing away pretty young. Um, so I was 18 when my dad passed away. Um, and that was really my first introduction to kind of what the reality was behind the scenes. And this is probably the truth for a lot of middle-class families where my dad was juggling a lot of credit card debt just to make ends meet, paying one off with the other. Um, and when he passed away, we actually about, I think it was four years later, three years later, we ended up losing my childhood house. Um, and that's really where I was like, okay, you know what, this is something that I need to pay attention to. Um, and I really became a really good saver. Um, not really investor, but a good saver. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure every dollar that I take in is being put to good use. Um, but then probably when I was, I think 24, 25, I got my first full-time job. That's when you and I started working together. And that was really my first introduction to what, like what investing is. Uh, we had to decide on a retirement account, nothing that I ever talked about um, historically. So it was basically me just doing basic research to decide what was the best one. Um, 
And then I think in 2018 is when I really started investing and really paying attention to it. Um, I remember, I think that year, um, my wife and I, we kind of cash flowed all of our debt, which I think was like $15,000 over like a three or four month period. And then we started looking at, okay, what is that next thing? Um, And that's when I got introduced to a Roth IRA. Um, And to be completely honest, I was scared to death to do any investing. Um, it took probably four months for me to just say, okay, you know, this is something we're going to do. Cause I was like, you know, if I put this money in, it's going to be tied up for 30 years. Is it better just to sit in the bank account, that saving mentality that I talked about that I was so good at. Um, but I finally got over that hump, um, doing a little bit of research, but more comfortable with it. And ever since then, it's just, it's been something that I've been really passionate about. I listen to podcasts all the time, YouTube all the time. That's where I get all my information. Um, so definitely not an expert, uh, but definitely just trying to learn it um, and set my family up for better than I grew up with. And I think that's every parent's goal, right? To give better for their kids than they had. Um, and that's definitely been kind of the driving force for myself. Um, but I'll say one thing that's probably the same for you and I, but I'll be interested to hear if it's any different for you. I know growing up, money was really never anything that was discussed inside my house um, or really at school or anything. Uh, is it, would you say that there was a time that your parents kind of set you down, educated you on money? Um, or is it kind of that taboo thing like so many families are just never discussed? Yeah, I don't think it was taboo necessarily. I just think that for me, you know, I, same as you, I don't remember having conversations about things like IRAs or, um, you know, compound interest or, uh, you know, I, my dad helped me start a bank account when I was really young. Um, I remember putting in, I do remember putting some money in, um, I think it was Cisco stock because he was a, an IT guy and, uh, and really liked Cisco products. I, I think we might, maybe we bought some Cisco stock or a mutual fund or something when I was really little or little. So, you know, I remember him at least you know, trying to start those, you know, some kind of conversation, but um, you know, most of the topics I've really learned about here just in the last few years when it comes to investing. Um, it's not definitely nothing I saw in school. Uh, definitely nothing that um, you know I have had lots of conversations about growing up. And I think it's you know one of the tenets that I've, I've learned at this point in in finances and money is that the earlier you start, the more successful that you're probably going to be because so much of you know, investing has to do with how much time you let that money grow. Um, so, you know, I think yeah. I wish there's lots of things I wish I would have known in college, especially. Um, but even as a young professional and, and as a teenager before that, that, that would have made a huge impact on on my financial um, stability. So it, it sounds like it's the same, the same for you. Yeah, I'll say I, I've thought a lot about it just to make sure I give my parents credit, right? Because I don't want to say something that's not true. But, you know, I don't I can't ever think of a time that we really talked about money um, and really the power of money. And I think it goes back to there's no excess. Like, I don't I don't think my parents were doing any investing. I don't think they were doing retirement accounts. In fact, I know that they weren't because my dad passed away. He had no retirement accounts as he was self-employed. Um like I think that extent of our money talks was going to the grocery store and like literally we would have to count up the groceries in the grocery cart just to make sure that we had enough money in the bank account that week to pay for those groceries. Uh, and I think that's where that mentality around saving for me really came from. 
Um, but really the first time that I got exposed to talking about finance, um, and I think Ben, you were even at this, so this might be something that you have a memory of, um, but at work, uh, we had like a lunch and learn one time where we had somebody who was a financial advisor on campus come do a lunchtime kind of learning, um, what do you call it, workshop. Um, and that was the first time that I was exposed to like, what is a 401k? What is a 403? What is a Roth IRA? What is a taxable account versus a tax deferred account? And I started hearing these words and I was like, this is super interesting. This is something that probably I should have been taught as a kid or at least in high school. Uh, and that was really what kickstarted me. I went home that night and really kind of started exposing myself to like YouTube videos. I think it was the first thing that I looked at about investing. Uh, and I was like, whoa, like this is something I need to be thinking about. Um, and I think that's actually what got me on the bandwagon of paying off that debt that I talked about starting and starting to invest. And I remember thinking back, like, I wish I knew this at like 22, because as you said, time in the market is everything, right? Like if I started a Roth IRA at 22 versus 28, or gosh, if I started it when I got a job at 15 with a custodial Roth IRA account, like how much money could that compound over time opposed to waiting to 28? Like, and now as a parent, um, Ben, I know you don't have kids, but I have um, two young ones. Like, I just think like, I can't wait to start having this conversation with my kids. Um, because I think the younger you start, the more information you're powered with. Um, and I think that honestly, I probably grew up with the mentality investing was for the rich only. Um, and it's definitely not. That's how you actually bring people from middle class, lower class up the kind of the financial class system. Um, so yeah, like I, I wish we talked about that, but just like you, it was kind of not a topic that was heavily discussed. And I think some of that is a, it's a generational thing, at least in my mind too, is, you know, I shared this story with you that my dad, when I got my first job at a university, which is a, you know, it's in the state, it's a state job. So it comes with state benefits and state retirement plans. And you know, he was so excited because I had a job that I could stay 30 or 40 years at in the state system and get a guaranteed good retirement plan. And that meant so much to him, right? But you know, me as a 23, 24 year old kid still, um, the thought of spending 30 or 40 years at the same place and then retiring was, and that's the last thing that was in my mind. Um, so I think some of it is that generational piece. And then as you shared too, that there's a lot more resources out there now, you know, YouTube didn't exist yeah. when our parents were, you know, younger or when we were growing up to have these conversations. So, you know, knowledge is a lot more accessible and, you know, I hope that, you know, our, our podcast can be just a, a little tiny resource out there in the world that can help spark some of these conversations for, you know, what sounds like a lot of us that, that grew up without having these conversations in the home or in school or, or anywhere else. Um, so, well, you know, I think yeah. it's important too for, you know, for the listeners and, um, you know, I think just to kind of get a sense of like, what, what's our why, you know, like why, why do we care about these financial topics? What, what does kind of that, that grand future goal look like for each of us? Um, so do you want to share a little bit about, you know, you talked a little bit about your family already, but kind of why, why is it important that, you know, you set yourself up for that financial stability or financial success? Yeah, well, I think that the word you just said that I always think about is stability. Um, I think that 
what people will find out is you and I differ a lot in our philosophy around finance investing. And I think it does come back to our histories a little bit. Um, as you kind of talked about your family history and my family history, we both had entrepreneurs as parents. And I think that you saw the good side of it. And I also saw kind of the side where it's a little bit of a struggle. Um, and when you're, when you talk about your parents were like, man, Ben, I'm excited for you to have a job that you have for 30 years, have a good pension retirement. And you were like, that's not necessarily what I want. Like my mind's the opposite. I was so excited to get that job that I thought that I might be in for 30 years. And I don't think we've said this before. Like I'm no longer in that role. You're still in higher ed. I'm kind of in the private sector, but I was like, I saw my dad struggle. I knew what it was like going to the grocery store and not being able to get the groceries that you necessarily wanted because you didn't have the money in the bank account. And I was like, I want a stable financial lifestyle for me. Um, and I wanted to set up the legacy for my children that when they grow up, they don't have to worry about money. Um, so the way that I look at it is I want a, I've always wanted stability for myself, for my family. Um, and I think that that reflects in kind of how I go about investing, which is a little bit different than you, uh, where I think you say I'm a conservative investor, uh, which I don't necessarily agree with that necessarily. But like my why is I want to give my kids better than I had. Um, and I want to give them stability where they're not worried about me as a parent. And am I going to have the money to support my children? Like I always worry about my parents. Um, Cause I could see the stress in their eyes every month when bills came up. Um, and I don't want my kids to ever have to worry about that. Uh, and that's really kind of my why. And I think that the way that you and I go about it are very different. Uh, but kind of what's, what's your why? Cause I think that you and I think about it very differently. Yeah. And I think some of that certainly has to do with it. You know, you already have two kids you know, we, I, I don't have any kids yet. So I think that plays a big role into kind of what, you know, what those current, what those values are for, for the future. Um, so I, I do think that, you know, at some point, if, if, if I do have kids, I could definitely see some of this shifting um, just with, you know, the new, a new stage of life. But for me now, you know, my, my goals are really that financial freedom, right? And to me, that doesn't necessarily mean, okay, I have enough money that I can go retire and sit on a beach somewhere and not do anything. Like that's, that's not my goal. But my goal is to be able to wake up in the morning every day and be excited about you know, what I get to go do that day. And that not, you know, the money aspect of having to make enough money to support you know, my, my family, um, you know, kind of not, that not being the main factor because the, you know, the, um, whatever that entrepreneurial piece or that uh, thing I get to wake up and go do is, you know, I get to follow my passions because we have enough financial stability to, to support that. Uh, so I think the things that I'm trying to set up in my life are different businesses that bring in income that allow me time. Right. So if I want to go, you know, I'm a, I'm a runner, I'm an ultra runner. So I do a lot of long races. Um, so if I want to go, uh, take a month and go run the Appalachian Trail or the Mountains to Sea Trail here in North Carolina. Um, setting up, you know, business income or different streams of income that can support that type of lifestyle to have the ventures and you know really to experience everything that that life has to to offer. Um, so I think you know I'm not necessarily on the you'll hear like the words fire right the financial. I was about to ask you, are you? I, fire? I don't think I, I don't think my fire is burning. Um, but okay. I do think that, 
uh, you know, because I, I don't do the calculations that same way, but I, I do think that, you know, in my mind, I would love to not have that full-time job at some point in the future and be able to support myself and, and my family with uh, the different revenue streams that I'm able to create. Um, so just, I guess we are very different kind of in, in those regards. And, and really, I think that's awesome for this podcast, because when we talk about topics, you know, we're going to come at them from very different ways. And I think, you know, you mentioned the word conservative for you. Um, you know, we can, we can debate that you know, passive, I, I, maybe passive is a better word. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a more active investor. I would say I'm an investor and you, I want to say gambler. Uh, <laughs> gambler is probably not fair to say. Uh, but I mean, you definitely, I think you look at it as a game to win. Um, and I think that your goal is a lot. I want money more on the short term where I'm okay sitting back. And if it takes 35 years to happen, it takes 35 years. Um, and I think that that's kind of where I kind of think about our differences. Cause I mean, maybe just to get into it, um, we can kind of share kind of our philosophies and what we do. I think that what you call conservative, um, and what I do is, I mean, the majority of my investing is in retirement accounts. Um, so I try to max out our Roth IRAs, both my wife and I both max out ours. We both have retirement accounts. Um, but really all my investing is index funds, S&P 500, um, a few target retirement index funds. Um, I do do a little bit of investing outside of retirement, but pretty much everything I do is dollar cost average. At the first of every month, I put in the same amount. Um, the market could be up, it could be down, it could be COVID land, it could be a bubble that's about to burst that everyone's been saying for years. Uh, it doesn't matter. I just put in the same amount of money every month into pretty much the same funds. Um, I have a lot of money in zero cost index funds, which anytime that you can have zero fees, I love. Um, so um, I, I do the vast majority of that, and that's probably going to make up oh gosh, 90% of my portfolio um, are those things. Um, as you know, um, this is where I got in a little wild recently, um, as I have done a little bit of single stock investing outside of retirement. And that is 100% just for fun. Um, I look at it as I'm never going to sell it um, for the next 30 years until I need it in, in retirement. And again, if it goes to zero, I'm okay with it because that's really just my stupid tax. Um, and that's a lesson learned right there. Um, but that like makes up 1% of my portfolio. Um, I mean, maybe 2% at this stage, um, but it's not a significant amount in any capacity. I don't do any of that stuff that you do, swing trading, covered calls, short selling, like whatever the, the topic of the week is that you text me. Um, I just say, all right, Ben, you let me know how that goes. And I put money at the first of every month, no matter what, what it's looking like. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I do. And that's what you call conservative. I wouldn't say it's conservative because I don't do bonds. I don't do things like that. I probably have more money in a savings account than I should. Um, but I'm pretty much S and P 500, um, and a few target retirement funds. Now you can talk about all the fun, fun things that I miss out on. You know, I think the word that I would, I would use to describe you is disciplined, right? Like you're a, a discipline. That's a good investor. And I mean, to be honest, I wish I had a lot more of that discipline for me because, you know, I, I think not just in my investing, but also in side hustles and a lot of my life, I have a, a difficulty in focusing on one or two things and I tend to want to do everything. You do a lot of do things. do a lot of things. Um, and that's something I'm trying to work on, but 
you know, we just started this podcast, so there's another thing. So I, I you know, maybe maybe that's not the best for it. But anyways, um, yeah, I think for me, you know, I I definitely am more active. I think, but I do think that we do have some of the same core beliefs, right? I 100% believe in in the dollar cost averaging, long term investing, S and P uh, index funds. Um, and, and buy and hold. I absolutely believe in that. And, you know, we, and that makes up 5% of your portfolio. No, it's, it's a lot more than that. Um, you know, because, you know, it's similar to you. I have, I do have retirement funds, have IRAs that are fully funded. Like that's, and, and that's the, the first goal on the list, right? So like, that's the check off before I can do anything else with the money. Um, so, and all of those are, are buy and hold similar to you. I do a little more single stocks in those than you do, but it's the same concept, right? I don't plan to ever sell any of those. Um, I think in my mind, I just look for more opportunity on the buying side, depending on what the market's doing. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into a lot more of that in future episodes, but, uh, so, uh, you know, for me also, uh, I think for me, it's just on top of that long-term buy and hold, which does make up a very significant portion of, of my portfolio, I do like to have a little more fun on the active side. So I do have an account that is swing trading, a little bit of day trading if there's opportunities, um, so more to buy and selling and making a lot of trades um, and, and really kind of trying to focus on different strategies that, that can make money um, in the short term. But the goal is that that money I'm making in the short term then gets put into the long term funds. So, you know, in the end, I'm still trying to get to that same, you know, long term, um, long term portfolio that you are. I think the difference in my mind is that I don't have a lot in savings. So I think I'm more comfortable on putting the money that would be sitting in a savings account into some of these short-term strategies than, than you are. And to me, I think that's our biggest difference. But I, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Well, oh, go ahead. I'll say also, I think our biggest difference though, to point out is your appetite and comfortability more of debt than me, yeah. um, where you're okay using leverage in investing, um, where I'm in the mentality of like, I'm honestly trying to, save as much as I can in retirement and pay off my house. Right. And you're like, well, why would you ever pay off your house when you have a, when you have a mortgage that's 2.8%? Right. Uh, yes. Which yes, I, absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and I can do math and I understand the point of that, right? Uh, but I think that when you've been in a position where you literally lost a house, like it just, it, it almost puts you in a position where you want that stability. Um, and I think that, my relationship with finance and investing has probably evolved over time. And as you've known, my whole goal is I'm trying to save up enough money to pay off my house over the next two or three or four years. But the closer I get to that, the more I'm like, mm, maybe that's not the best decision um, either. But then I also look at it as like, I know I'm also doing a lot of investing on the side. So it's like, can I have best of both worlds? Right. Where you're like, let's just put it all in this one world. And then 20 years from now, you're going to look back and be like, well, that was five times better than paying off your mortgage, which I can't argue against, but it's more of a mentality and philosophy thing that differs between us. Yeah. And, and for me, it's then, you know, that hoping to actually stick with that strategy for more than, you know, a year or two, because I, I tend to get new yep. shiny object and I'm somewhere else. Um, but no, I think, I mean, I think this is a great, just kind of, you know, intro to, to what, you know, kind of our financial backgrounds look like. And, 
you know, some of our current strategies and just kind of where we're coming from as we really embark on this journey, you know, for the podcast. Um, So, you know, I think I I do want to give listeners just a little, you know, kind of glimpse into what type of topics we may explore, you know, as we, as we go on this journey. Um, So, you know, Will, I I, I think for me, like I'm, I'm excited to talk about a lot of, you know, really the whole gamut in finances, but I think, you know, specifically in, in my mind, as we talk about, you know, investing topics and business topics and how to bring in different revenue streams, I think, you know, I'm excited because we're going on this, this, you know, learning expedition, just like the listeners are right. Again, we don't have any formal training in in finances. None of us are financial advisors. Um, So I think to me, like I look at each of these episodes and we bring on a new topic, you know, for us to kind of get the one oh one you know, version of, of what this, this topic is, but then for us to kind of ask all the kinds of questions that that you would you would expect someone average out there to ask, and then you know hopefully we can find answers to them. Yeah, I mean, just like we have no financial um, formal financial training, uh, we're just kind of learning it and making it up as we go. Same thing of this podcast, we don't have a blueprint for where things will go necessarily. We just know that we both enjoy talking about money, both enjoy learning. Um, and we look at it as an opportunity where every week we're just going to explore a new financial topic, and it can be pretty much anything under the financial sun. Um, hopefully, we'll get some kind of subject matter experts involved in this too, and do um, it some interviews of different people that know more than us, so we can educate ourselves, ask those pointed questions, and hopefully, as we become more educated, our viewers and our audience will also become more educated. Um, and we're just going to have fun with this. Um, so I'm really excited that you invited me to do this, Ben. I think this is an awesome idea of yours. Um, and we're just going to see where this takes us. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up the first episode? I mean, as long as, you know, at least once an episode, you call me brilliant, I'm happy. Um, so yeah, I'll work that in. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm super excited to start this and, and, and really get things going. And I'm excited for the listeners to be you know, on board with us as we, uh, as we learn uh, hopefully a lot about a bunch of different topics. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Well, Ben, we'll wrap up the first episode. Um, and then next week we'll come back with episode two. So thank you all for listening to the discover money podcast and we look forward to talking to you next week.